Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and thank you for joining me today. If you were with me in the first hour, we got on the topic of emotions and trauma, and we're going to continue that today with Dr. Gregory Jantz. He's written a book called Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain. And the text line really lit up in the last hour. This is a very important and relevant topic today for so many people. So I'm so glad to have Greg back on the show. Greg, welcome. Always good to talk to you, and trauma is the word. A lot of people are are using the word trauma and feeling like they've experienced a lot of trauma. And as we look at what's gone on in, in the world lately, I mean, not to mention what happened with COVID-19, and all of a sudden people had job loss and financial trouble and all kinds of relapses into uh, substance abuse and and new bad habits and that produced a lot of uh, emotions, anxiety, and trauma, didn't it? You know uh, what's happened is there was a lot of fear, and th- and we're in a culture of fear. That we could say that's true right now. But you ca- you mentioned COVID. Well, the last three three and a half years, it's been one one fear after another, layers and layers of of fear equal trauma. And then there's this, people don't know, what do I trust? Mm-hmm. What, it, what in the world is true or not true? Do I believe things that are being said? Where do I get truth? And so you mix fear with a lot of uh, uncertainty and distrust. It's, uh, it's a perfect environment or a perfect storm for people to feel repeated trauma in their life. If you struggle with anxiety, you've struggled with depression, or maybe you have post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, this repeated fear really does increase that trauma. Mm-hmm. Greg, can we kind of set the table for what trauma is for those who don't know exactly if they've had a really bad experience or if, or if it's considered something traumatic? I had a, a listener from the last hour say, how about if you don't think you went through trauma, but you described your situation to a friend and they tell you that you did go through trauma? Uh, yes. Well, let's look at this because uh, what could be stressful for one person, another person tends to handle uh, differently. The same could be said about trauma. And if you have had, let's say, abuse, maybe it's a uh, physical abuse, maybe there's been sexual abuse, uh, emotional abuse, but it's been traumatic, and that happened uh, earlier in your life. And I would say that would be, that would be trauma. Uh, and now, as we, we grow and time passes, uh, that event or those events of trauma, uh, the memories are still there, the effects of that trauma, maybe it's affected uh, your ability to have good, trusting relationships. Maybe you've always struggled with being close or feeling intimate or close with another person because of those past uh, traumatic events in your life. So trauma could be something 
significant, like I said, abuse. Trauma could be uh, betrayal. Uh, maybe in a marriage there was betrayal. Uh, trauma could be significant grief and loss, maybe an unexpected loss. Uh, a person who you lost a loved one, maybe in an automobile accident. Uh, that certainly would qualify. So trauma comes in different forms. Sometimes we think of post-traumatic stress disorder, and that certainly is trauma, and, and we think sometimes uh, as it relates to uh, war or uh, vets, uh, and that certainly is true. Trauma comes, though, uh, in other forms. Greg, when you, if a person, say, grew up in a alcoholic environment and what they, what they learned was don't talk, don't trust, don't feel, would you consider that trauma? If I'm not allowed to have my own uh, feelings or my own opinions or my own experience, and, and if you're told that you're devalued, you go, no, 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 that's not right. How could you ever feel that way? Well, over time, uh, it teaches you uh, that, well, I can't trust myself and I, I'm, I'm worthless. Yeah, my opinion so, doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody's going to really love me. Uh, you feel shame, shame. You feel defective. And so I think the end result is that that's layers of trauma, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Gregory uh, Jantz is my guest. His book is called Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain. And I know that uh, there are so many people that find themselves in this situation. And I know, Greg, yeah. you uh, are, can talk about three healing keys for trauma. I'd love for you to do that. Oh, sure. Well, when we look at trauma, sometimes we get hung up. And you, you, you really brought this out nicely because what may not be trauma for one person is traumatic for the next. Let's just respect the experience. Whatever and whatever effects that had on you, that is real. And so I think one of the first steps uh, that we need to look at is really telling the truth about it, telling the truth about the effects that this had in my life, telling the truth um, about, well, yeah, this did have an effect on me. And so, so often we want to minimize it or downplay it. And uh, so what I really say we have to do very first is we've got to say what was true. You know, that's why I even start off and go, the truth is going to set you free. You may not feel that at first. It may be overwhelming. In fact, I had a, a gal and she said, you know what, if I really, really talked about the things that happened to me, um, I would lose it. I would lose my mind. I would never get it back. It's too overwhelming. Mm. And so there can be that, that kind of that lie, I will lose it. And, you know, and she said, well, I will start crying and I will lose it and I'll never, I'll never come back. Well, so, okay, when you get that message from somebody, what's the response? Well, I think that's where we share it. Um, and I think we've got to uh, know that if I t really share these things, that um, somebody, like, and I'm going to say a good Christian counselor who knows what they're doing, is going to be with me. They're going to help walk me through this, and I, I have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to remember I'm not alone. Um, I'm not alone. 
and I can I can begin. Sometimes we need to, if there's been a lot of, let's say, abuse. Um, maybe I need help building a timeline in my life and with different ages and, and just putting together, start with uh, the different things that happened at different ages and where did I live. And it may, it may take, I've had people where, you know, it takes several months just to build out a timeline and just that can kind of be an overwhelming assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to dwell on the past. Let me just say that I believe wholeheartedly in God's redemptive power to come in and really uh, uh, give us healing from all, maybe a long list of things, uh, but you're not alone. And I really uh, don't believe we dwell on the past. We just want to deal with the truth of the past. And sometimes God will bring a certain memory to mind, and uh, it helps you. At some point, I have to enter into how am I going to forgive the past? How am I going to forgive a person? Um, and we have to begin to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not, I'm not saying, you know, okay, well, your next appointment, we're just going to uh, work on forgiving um, all these abusers, and I know you were sexually abused, but we're just going to work on forgiving it. It's, that's not the approach. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, we really want to carefully and prayerfully um, uh, deal with those things, but we also um, need to be able to get to a place where I can I can talk about and I can have the memory, but it does not overwhelm me. I can have that memory, and I can share with somebody what happened to me, but I'm okay, though it still may be painful, mm-hmm. I'm okay through the process. Greg, I'm thinking of the word trigger right now because... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if I get triggered, how am I going to be able to put a cap on the feelings of overwhelm or or trauma? Yes, that's right. And the trigger. And, you know, right now, what's going on in our world? We could just take uh, Israel, we could take everything going on, and for many, those three letters, war. Yes. Okay. Um, they've had a family member killed in a war. They've been in a war. This is a time of really great triggers. And it can feel, it just feels like when you get a trigger hits you, it's like, oh man, it just, it just engulfed me. And I, I and it feels uh, overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. And I just want to just acknowledge that because that could be the case for some listening to us. Mm-hmm. Dr. Gregory Jantz is my guest. If you just joined us, uh, his book is called Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain. Greg, in your book, you talk about uh, 10 truths about trauma. And would you be kind enough to share a couple of those uh, 10 truths with us? Oh, yeah. 10 truths of trauma. Oh, my goodness. And I appreciate you are so wonderful because um, you really go through uh, the resources, and I appreciate that. Well, one of the truths, uh, or one of the keys that we have to walk through um, is, I'm going to start here, it's the physical. Um, and when I say the physical, um, carrying trauma in our body, uh, carrying that chronic stress has a physiological effect. 
Um, and a lot of times people will notice digestion. It just always seems off. Um, I can't get good sleep. Uh, and so, you know, we even do, with our clients, we uh, do uh, sleep studies. So we want to look at how can I help you? Because if you've been heavy burdened emotionally, if I can help you physically start to get some physical strength back, to start uh, sleep better, if I can begin to help you there and maybe even some better nutrition, um, maybe a little exercise, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but if I can start to help you feel physically stronger, it's going to help you uh, walk through some of the next steps. Yeah. But building that physical strength. And I don't, I, I, I don't mean to oversimplify that, but we do need to uh, care for our physical bodies as we begin to deal with trauma. Yeah. All right, uh, Greg, how about another truth from that? Well, another that truth is there's list. some spiritual truth. There's some spiritual truths. Um, and one of those is um, trauma can be bigger than, than we are. And when I say bigger than we are, um, even to, to deal with it and to f- uh, forgive what has happened to you or to forgive a certain person, uh, it doesn't mean you have to be in relationship with that person. Maybe that person's not even alive. Uh, I remember uh, somebody that uh, had uh, been um, uh, very harmful to me and uh, abusive. I remember that uh, I actually had to go to a grave site, and I stood there and read my forgiveness letter at, at, the, at a grave site. Mm. I know what that's like. I know uh, how overwhelming that can feel. And so, um, but coming to a place that, you know what, God has to help me do this. This is bigger than me. And it really is. It's bigger than what we can do. And I think that's why when people walk through trauma and they start to realize that they really can have healing and recovery, you go, wow, this had to be God because I couldn't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's so we've got to address some, some spiritual truths. And I think, too, partially is we need to look at, am I blaming, am I stuck in blame through trauma? Have I developed a critical spirit towards people? Have I developed a critical spirit that says um, that, you know, everybody else is at, at fault, um, I and I'm, I'm blaming others. That's really important to look at that. Yeah. Um, because that, that can be a block to some healings. I would imagine it would be. We're going to take a little break. Dr. Gregory Jantz is my guest. His book is called Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Jantz, let me know, 877-933-2484. Hi, this is Bill Arnold. You might be the kind of person that goes to Paris and still listens to Faith Radio on the app. Or you might be more like the person that goes into the next room in your apartment and listens. The good news is, is using the app is just as easy in both places. Downloading the free app is crazy easy. Just text the word app to 877-933-2484 and click the link. 
And if you happen to be in Paris, there is a really nice little coffee shop not far from the Eiffel Tower that serves a really nice chocolate biscotti. I'm back with Dr. Gregory Jantz. His book is called Triumph Over Trauma. Find healing and wholeness from past pain. Maybe that's your story. You've had trauma in the past and it still is around. So we're going to continue to talk about that. He's got a book where he lays out 10 truths about trauma. And in chapter eight, Greg, you talk about crushed in spirit, how trauma damages the soul. And a a listener uh, Mm. said, here's uh, about emotions. I'm grieving the permanent loss of a lifelong want, plus the belief that God either decided not to prevent it or actually set it up. How to trust him after that? Mm. Wow. I see a a crushed spirit. I'm sure you do too. Yes. And a crushed spirit causes us then to distrust, uh, it causes us to put a kind of a cap on us to ever hope again, and it may cause a great deal of depression and anxiety because we feel like we don't have a good future, or we feel like the future that we wanted is not there. There is so much of... of um, a generation right now that feels like they don't have hope for the future. Psychologists have come up with, you know, you know psychologists, they've come up with a new term called foreshortened, foreshortened future. That's a hmm. funny word, but yeah. foreshortened future. And it just simply describes what this crushed spirit I'm hearing, uh, that I feel like there's not much hope for my future, and you know it doesn't really matter that much. My future is shortened. Mm. And uh, with that is the depression. Uh, with that is I look towards the future, and I, it doesn't feel very optimistic. It doesn't feel hopeful. And so I just want to acknowledge that, and that that's how it can feel. Here's what I, I have to put some guardrails up now: a guardrail of developing resentment, a guardrail of of letting anger um, kind of guide my life probably a guardrail of uh, isolation. It's easy then for me to isolate. I feel like I've lost a dream, and I am afraid to dream again. So what does God have in store for me? Maybe part of what I need to be doing is, uh, is allowing God to reset his plan for me. And, 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 and I don't mean that to sound easy, but um, there's a resetting sometimes of, of a direction. You know, we have one dream that seems like it's, it's gone. It is gone. And you go, well, that's it. That's it. But what God has this way of taking our past and shaping it into where he wants us to be. And I'm just going to say, let's be really open to that. Mm-hmm. Let's do everything we know to nurture our well-being nurture our faith and our spiritual well-being. Let's um, really look at how to um, keep healthy relationships, guard against that isolation uh, in our life, guard against um, 
falling into the trap of, of anger and, and, you know, sometimes we fall into despair because we feel like we don't have that future. But I'm going to say, just because I've seen it before, now, this is my 39th year in the helping professions. And so, and I, I oversee a facility where people come from all over the country and they're here for four, five, six weeks. And I see the transformation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can be a little bit bold and say, no, no, I, I see directions of lives change. I see there's hope. And so my word is, hope comes when there's a plan. Let's, let's see what the, the new plan, let's see what God's plan is now. Greg, I like that a lot. And the idea that I'm going to pray for God to reset my life, if that was what I need to have done, is a bold, scary prayer. But maybe that's exactly what we need to do. Yes, yes, yes. It is. When you talk about the 10 truths of trauma in your book, uh, do you have a one truth that you consider to be kind of rises to the top, the most important of all the 10? Well, hey, there, you know, this, the whole person, so it all works together. Um, I think one truth is, um, for me, it's, it's going to go back to forgiveness. I think it's a key, uh, in our healing and not just from trauma, but, um, I see what happens when there's unforgiveness. I see how uh, bitterness and can enter into every relationship we have. Um, I, I see that uh, without forgiveness, we can grow deeper into our depression. Uh, we, it's hard to see that we have a future or meaning for our life. Um, I also see that uh, without or with unforgiveness, you know, we're going to probably lose some relationships over time. That said, I know we hear so much about forgiveness. I know we're told, hey, this forgiveness is, you know, important. Just do it. And I just want to say, I know it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I know there's a supernatural in- intervention in a person's life that enables us at times to, maybe it's a slow process of of letting go and, and letting go of pain and, and letting that be diffused in, in, in God's love. So don't mean for it to sound easy, mm-hmm. but um, there's great blessings when we start to live in that mode of forgiveness. There is freedom, and again, you're going to see more and more of the positive of forgiveness as time goes along. It doesn't, I don't mean that it happens right away, but uh, you're going to see good benefit as you continue to practice that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Dr. Greg Chance is my guest. And uh, Greg, when you have trauma, it it not only lives in your mind, but in your body, right? Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. What we know and and truly what uh, research has shown us is that trauma, uh, we can store it. We store the pain in our in our body and our muscles. So absolutely, yeah. I just love to hear more about that because it it seems that when we walk around with that in our in our in our cells, our bones, our muscles, that we've got we've got a we've got an issue. Yes, we do have an issue. So um, there's been quite a bit of work that um, shows what uh, trauma and chronic stress can do to our immune system. 
and how it can suppress us, how it can affect our wellness. So as you look at this um, and you begin to go, okay, um, I've got to care for my body. Uh, People will, um, certain areas of their body, we usually see digestion, we see a lot of low back pain, we see a lot of headaches. It's like it's got to come out some way and the body begins to cry, kind of cry out, mm-hmm. I've had enough, I've had enough. Um, panic attacks are very interesting. Uh, panic attacks is, you know, the body just takes over and you can't, you can't reverse it and you're in foam-blown panic and you think you're having a heart attack, for example. Well, uh, panic can be a way of the body saying, I've had enough, and your body uh, kind of lets it off through through panic and through anxiety. Mm-hmm. Greg, if grandma was anxious and mom was anxious, is there any surprise that child is anxious? Mm. Well, we learn it. We can learn fear. Okay. Now, um, if you grow up in an environment of fear, you just kind of learn how to be that way. We need to remember, too, kids are like a sponge. They just absorb uh, all of everything that's going on. And so if your environment is a culture, a home of fear, and there's a home of, of anxiousness, then they're going to feel that. Yeah. They're going to absorb that. Now, we also can learn un- unlearn fear. And I see folks who, man, I grew up in a culture, a home of fear, and now they're some of the most courageous folks you'll ever see. Yeah. So you can revert, you can reverse it. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, fear is a tool of the enemy, so to speak. Yeah. Fear also paralyzes us. It keeps us from, um, at times, making good decisions. Fear uh, tends to disable that executive function, the prefrontal cortex. So mm-hmm. take your forehead and uh, that part of the brain there is where we make what we call our executive or our good or wise decisions. Well, fear tends to bypass that part of the brain when you have too much fear. And it's hard to make good decisions with too much fear. Mm-hmm. Greg, I had a question come in to Dr. Jantz. I was born into and grew up in an alcoholic home. There was trauma. And as an adult in my 50s, I want to heal I've never done counseling, and we don't have counseling here in my small community. I'm wondering if it's helpful to do adult children of alcoholics or Al-Anon 12 steps, or what should be some steps. Also, can you have generational trauma in our cells that may have come from a previous relative, for example? Just curious. I just ordered yes. your book, by the way. Oh, oh, I'm so thank you. Yeah, I don't know your name, but thank you for reaching out and uh, sharing this comment. Yes, I think... Um, it's never too late, by the way, to receive good, I'm going to say good, godly, skilled uh, Christian counseling. And sometimes, you know, if, if I only had the virtual option, that's what I would be doing. Okay. Okay. Um, I love meeting in person, and that's not always possible. Um, we, we work with folks in some remote areas, and, and I understand that's not always possible. But uh, begin to reach out. Um, the uh, American Association of Christian Counselors has a pretty good size uh, directory. Um, 
to be able to plug into. But I would encourage you, and I always say, hey, in fairness, give the counselor, you know, three sessions. Sometimes the person goes, oh, I've never had counseling before, and it did, the first session didn't help me. Hang on, got to give it a little bit longer before you make a decision to bail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really true. Give it, give it all a fair chance. Yeah. We're going to take a break. Dr. Gregory Jantz is our guest. Triumph Over Trauma is the name of his book. And if you've got a, a question or comment and you would like to talk to uh, Dr. Jantz about it, let me know. Text it over, please. 877-933-2484. And I will do my very best to get your question on the air to Dr. Jantz. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad to have Dr. Gregory Jantz as my guest, and he's now in stereophonic. Greg, welcome back. Ah, yes. Yes, we've we've improved the quality of your sound, so thank you for switching over to our new connection. You sound wonderful. All right. Wonderful. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions. Can I can I run them by you? We've got Let's l- do it. Lots of listeners that are very interested in dealing with some of their trauma. This uh, <laughs> comment, I was sexually abused as a child, and it caused me to live a homosexual lifestyle for a long time. And my stepfather didn't treat me well. Lots of verbal and emotional abuse. I've since gotten married and have had children. My wife and I are separated because I couldn't open my heart to her fully because she would make me feel like my stepdad did when she would treat me uh, like I was nothing. I can't get past the feelings of being a homosexual and the feelings my wife made me feel. How do I get past these feelings? I've totally forgiven my molesters and stepdad. Wonderful to hear that you can say, I've totally forgiven. To come to that place is such a significant uh, place, and just to hear you you say that. So thank you for this uh, wonderful message and report. Here's what I know can happen. Uh, we still can take on some of the identity that I'm defective, um, that I'm not good enough, and um, we can still feel damaged, if you will. And so the question, part of what I heard was uh, the struggle of shame, the struggle of I'm still not really okay, and uh, something is is not okay with within me. And I hear that I hear that, but I believe that is the shame. That is the old messages that really kind of wants to bring you back down. Mm-hmm. Shame lies to us. Shame says you'll never amount to anything or you always will have this struggle. And this is kind of who you are. And just get used to it. That That's the lie of shame. That's horrible. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and. I just want to say it's it's a lot the lie of shame. And so let's keep that in mind and let's we've got to have at least two people in our life that uh, know us. They're telling us the truth about who we are. They're speaking truth into our life and uh, we we trust them. And we also 
have got to be working on renewing our mind. Um, I think sometimes this is as simple as uh, I'm going to have a scripture that I'm going to write on a three by five card. I'm going to practice saying that out loud a couple times in, in a day. Just keep it really simple. But I'm going to start speaking God's word uh, out loud. I'm going to uh, have people in my life that are telling me the truth. And sometimes um, I I may possibly identify that something that still needs some attention. Uh, God may bring it to mind uh, where I still need some healing. So let's be open to that. Hmm. Greg, my another question that came in: My thirty-year-old son was just hospitalized for the second time with mental illness. He's had some traumas which seem to define him, and he's made poor choices. If he doesn't go to therapy because he doesn't think he has emotional problems, so what can my husband and I and others and the other three children do to help him? Hmm. And I sense just this great deal of love and concern. Uh, There's great um, empathy for what he must be going through. One of the things that, uh, and this was a young young man, right? 30 years old, yes. Hospitalized for the second time with mental illness. Yeah, yeah. Understand, okay, he's he's an adult, and uh, we're going to probably want to make sure he has the right kind of help. Um, but we're probably not, besides loving him and being there, um, but we're probably not the right ones to give him that help um, at, at this point. But we need to make sure that he is receiving the kind of help that that he needs. And I'm going to say, you know, th- that's a counselor or it's a, a program like what we do where there's intensive type help. Mm-hmm. Um, the greatest thing that we can do with adult children and I can speak from some experience here, that we want to, um, they need to know that we're there for them, um, but we we can't be codependent, we can't rescue them. Uh, we've got to speak into their lives, but have somebody else or others that are really, even at 30, uh, that are mentoring them in truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I would I would agree. Um, so, uh, Greg, what about when you talk about this thirty year old uh, son who yes. is in hospital for the second episode and has some yeah. mental illness? What are some practical ways? How can we we rewire our brain when we come out of a traumatic situation or we've gone through trauma? How do we get our brain rewired? Well, that's a really important co- question. Because uh, rewiring our brain is usually not done with medication. Medication can be a helpful bridge, but um, it's, it's not a rewiring of our brain. So what what does my brain need? Um, and that, that's everything from nutrition to, you know, even such things as hyperbaric oxygen treatment is being done to help help the brain where there's been mental uh, illness. There's IV nutrient therapy that oftentimes uh, amino acids and other brain uh, nutrients are being given. So there's things that you can do. Um, I'm going to say a little more on the natural side, that really can be quite healing uh, to the brain where there's been trauma. I've seen this because I've looked at brain scans of individuals that have had a great deal of uh, either addiction or uh, significant abuse in their life. And you can see 
you know, don't have to be a brain expert. You can see visually where there is kind of hot spots in the brain, and you can see over time how that changes. So God made us more resilient than we can ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Greg, one of the chapters in your book, Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain by Dr. Gregory Jantz. One chapter that jumped off the page for me was chapter 15 about revising your script, because I've always agreed, you don't ever write anything. You only rewrite stuff. You know, when people have a creative block, I say, just write something down and then you'll end up <laughs> rewriting it and then you'll be glad you did. But you've got to get words on paper. You just can't sit and wait for this perfect inspiration because it may never come. So just get words on yeah. paper and then rewrite what you've written and you'll probably rewrite that. So would you talk about revising your script? Yeah, sometimes we're living by a, a troubled uh, script. That's that shape. <laughs> Sometimes we're, we're living by a lie and we're living out maybe what a, you feel like a family member wanted you to live out or, and you're really not living what God could write for you <laughs> and does write for all of us. And so I, I'm just going to say there's times where it is a, a writing, it is taking a journal, it is um, learning how to write about uh, your life. Um, and moving from a victim, from a victim to more of a place of of a uh, victory, and there is something happens when we start. Just do it for thirty days. Do start a journal, and maybe in that journal, and I'm looking right here. I have one on my desk. Write out. Uh, um, maybe it's just the predominant emotions of the day, and spend no more than ten. 15 minutes max uh, on your daily journal and begin to build uh, an awareness uh, by writing. And then let's start rewriting some things that you want for your life. Um, maybe we're going to start off rewriting some, some life goals that could be a part of your script. Um, but ask God to direct you. Pray for wisdom. Lord God, um, how and what would do you want? me to to do and to to be and how can i be at peace with myself there's some discoveries that can be made in the old-fashioned way of taking a pen i'm holding a pen taking a pen with a notepad and you start writing mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't happen the same way when you're uh, uh, on a keyboard right right exactly so in revising your script and i i, I I do really like yes. this chapter. It says, update your yeah. life narrative based on fact, not fiction. And you, you, say, you say at the end, allow yourself to hope again. Examine your life, even if you are in a deep place of sadness, and seek to find hope. That's really encouraging, Greg. Yes. So Yes. There is hope. And and sometimes we discover things by by writing and things come to our mind that you go, oh, well, that was a surprise. <laughs> but it just started. It just started by you sitting down and writing a few things. Yes. Um, and you go, well, I'm not a writer. I've never kept a journal. Oh, that's okay. I'm just said, try it for 30 days. See what happens. Mm hmm. All right. Let's uh, move on. You talk about um, dismantling our defenses. Would you talk about what that is and maybe provide an example of how to do it? Dismantling our defenses. Okay, a defense. A defense is a wall, 
something we've put up to protect ourselves. If you've ever uh, had somebody in your life and they just are instantly defensive about everything, uh, it's like it's hard to give them feedback. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm going to suggest is uh, look at yourself. Is it, Can people give you feedback? Can you receive feedback? Can you... Um, Sometimes we don't like the word criticism and we take it too too deeply. But can you can somebody uh look at you in the eye and just share honestly with you? Or are you going to do I deflect it? Do I defend my position? Do I deny? Just think of what's my style or my strategy? Mm, that's good. Uh, or do I say, you know, thank you for sharing that. I, 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 I'm going to give that some thought. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Right. That's a whole different approach. Yeah, indeed it is. Dr. Gregory Jansen is my guest. His book is Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain. We'll be right back with Greg in just a minute. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. If you just joined me, uh, we're talking to Dr. Gregory Jantz. He's written a book called Triumph Over Trauma, Find Healing and Wholeness from Past Pain. Um... Greg, maybe you would talk about uh, post-traumatic growth. What is post-traumatic growth? And maybe, again, can you provide an example for us? Yeah, post-traumatic growth. Um, we've heard of post-traumatic stress. Yikes, post-traumatic stress. That is something that is um, uh, the after effects of all the trauma. It's the flashbacks, it's the depression, it's the anxiety. Post-traumatic growth says I've walking or I've walked and I have healing in my life and I'm going to put myself on a pattern, a trajectory of growth. And this is um, so, so important, a trajectory of growth. And one of the things that we want to look at is how do I uh, keep the uh, people that are going to help me growing? What's my spiritual plan of growth, my physical plan of growth? So you've got to have a growth plan for the whole person for this to really work. Mm -hmm. Greg, as I look through your book, I see the word hope a lot. And I, I love that that's yes, a common yes. theme throughout your book. So, uh, and I know people have just gotten in their car, they've had a long day, and they're curious about why hope is so common throughout your book. Why is hope essential for healing from trauma? Because without hope, you'll feel like there's no plan. Without hope, you will um, begin to slide into ultimately some despondency and despair. So what we're looking for is hope comes. Hope comes when there's a plan. And let's be a part of creating that plan. Mm-hmm. All right, I get messages that come to the show and some are really hard to some are hard to read, some are hard to understand because yes. they need to be put into context and this happened 
uh, probably in the 1960s, and this uh, listener was beaten by teachers. You know, there was there was a different <laughs> mentality back in schools. There was physical confrontation uh, back then, and and there was some abuse as a result of struggling with learning. And he said it affected me and I wasn't able to finish college and kind of led to a string of not so good jobs. And I mean, that there's no plan there, Greg. There's What's the plan for uh, a post-traumatic growth? Yes. And the plan is I have to be working with somebody. I have got to be held uh, accountable. I, and I, I get it. Um, but when I say accountable, it just means accountable to my growth. I've got to say, what does God's word say about who I am? And this is so, so important. Mm-hmm. When we look at steps that we can take, healing steps, and we want to do something that's positive as early as tonight. Um, yes. Do you have uh, an encouragement for Many who are listening today that say, I feel like I don't have a plan. I need to have a plan. I've been living with this trauma for so long and it's affected my relationships. It's affected my employment and, and I want to make a change. What little step can I make for the positive? Yes, here you go. I want you first to take my uh, confidential online um, test or questionnaire that is all about trauma. And How what would they that's do that? about, okay, aplaceofhope.com, okay. com, and you'll see it says, uh, uh, I think, online test in the uh, upper right. And it's totally, actually is totally confidential, and it will send you back uh, some feedback and some information. But just see, okay, trauma, let's gather some information, and let's see, where do you score? What's, um, you know, what are all the symptoms and things that you could be experiencing? And is there, uh, uh, is that free of charge to do that? Is there a fee for that? Oh, yeah. No, no. It's free. It's confidential. It's just take the first baby step uh, to, to getting more information that will help you. And in fact, I, I, I will, you, you'll see, you're going to be sent a few things that are just a free gift as a place just to get you started, just to get you in the mode of making some decisions. Mm-hmm. Greg, what if I'm not a journal person? I don't like to sit down and try to write. And the minute I do, I, I, it doesn't work. What do I do? Is there a, is there a plan B? I know it's uh, really important to process things through a pen. Yeah. Um, well, Thoughts? Oop, I think we lost them. That's not good. I can say what I think, <laughs> but I think he's absolutely right. I think when it comes to getting your thoughts on paper, it's really critical that you that you are able to articulate some of these thoughts and to write them down, and then you've got them off of your out of your head and into onto a page. And I have sporadically journaled in my life, and it's gone okay some of the time and not so good another part of the time. So I'm also encouraging you to see if there's someone you can identify in your life, and this is in his book, that you could develop into a closer friend. Man, I know in this time of trauma, when you have a friend that comes alongside you and encourages you, 
And you want to look for a person who you feel is safe and accepting and could become a close friend and confidant. Maybe this is somebody that you know from church or a coworker or a neighbor. And Greg would say, this takes courage uh, for sure. But he also said, this is how close friendships are born. And I think we all look back on our life and we look at the things that we value so much. And we value the people in our life that journeyed with us, that went along, walked through life's difficulties with us. And if we had traumas, they were there for us. They they showed up, they suited up and showed up, and that made all the difference. And so maybe there's somebody that you need to reconnect with in terms of a friendship, or maybe there's someone that you uh, know that you would want to invite into uh, starting a friendship with. But anyway, I think that's a, another por- important part of personal healing, and I would encourage that. I, I say there's no downside to having another another good friend in your life. So I don't think we're going to get Greg back, but as a wonderful couple. I'm, I'm, oh, you're I'm back. Here. Oh, I don't know where you went. I, I don't know. We, we I've sure missed been, you. I've just been sitting here for you. Okay. We sure <laughs> missed you. <laughs> so we just yeah. we just have a minute left, Greg. So maybe you would uh, give uh, everyone a, you know, maybe one thing uh, to walk away with from your book, Triumph Over Trauma. Oh, I do, I'm going to use the word again, and you, you've said it so well. There's hope. Okay. Hope. Just remember, hope comes when there's a plan. Start today. Start today to build that plan. And either for you or for a loved one. And the plan may look like uh, doing the free online questionnaire, getting some of the free information. But start somewhere today. And you won't regret it. We, t- we tend to regret it if we don't do anything. Yeah. And Greg, tell me the name of the, the address again, the web address. Yeah. A place of hope. A place, place of, hope. of hope.com. Dot com. And just look for the tab. I think it says test on it, uh, upper right. And it's, again, only you will see your information. Okay. So it's a totally confidential. Okay. Thank you so much, Greg, for being on the yes. show. It's been a delight. All you right. got it. My pleasure. Thank you. Dr. Gregory Jantz has been my guest. Triumph over trauma. Find healing and wholeness from past pain. That's our show for the day. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.